0: We allow the ministry of the Holy Spirit to begin to churn up our hearts so that we could hear the Word and understand what the Spirit is saying to us. Tonight I want to talk to you about ever-increasing faith and that we need to have our faith enlarged and increase in our lives tonight. And uh, uh, God is just uh, really pouring over His church and His people. And uh, I know He's really speaking to my heart about what is coming. God is preparing not just His people. He's preparing nations. He's preparing this globe. That's going to take major shifting. And we have got to stop thinking so small and stop thinking about what our little world is about. God is readjusting the entire globe. You've got to get your head in the heavenlies if you're going to be able to withstand what's taking place here. It's not just about protecting our borders. It's about changing all borders. It's about aligning things for the last days. It's about nations and moving uh, uh, economies and purposes. This is beyond. Don't get this doom and gloom mentality when you see things shifting and breaking and falling apart. For the earth says it's birth pangs. There's, there's birthing taking place, the appearance of the Son of God. So what God is doing, and it may be cataclysmic and it may shift and change boundaries and borders and nations and economies, they may look like they're collapsing and things failing. It's only because God is in control and putting things in order for the next phase of His kingdom. So we can get too caught up in, in, in who's the Antichrist and oh, oh God bless America. God bless America. But it, it may not last for what God has to do next. That may th- throw you for a loop but you've got to have your head in the kingdom. And we have to stop thinking so small. God's doing some major things and He needs His people ready. Alright? He needs His people ready. Now that's that's crazy stuff but... If your heart is in heaven, and what I mean by that is you have the perspective of the throne of God, you have a perspective, you're seated in heavenly places, then you'll be able to withstand the shifting and the changing that's going to take place. And what I want to share with you is I believe it's going to take an ever-increasing faith. So we have got to get ourselves motivated and pumped up in our faith with an ever-increasing faith. Let me share with you 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31. It says this. Paul's talking about spiritual gifts. He says, eagerly desire the greater gifts. And what he's talking about there is you might have a spiritual gift that God has given you. He wants you to have a desire for more. And he wants you to have a desire for things that are greater than what you have now. And that's my message tonight in a nutshell. I'll just elaborate on that. You know, we, we, we think we have just particular gifts from God, and that's good, and that's going to coast us through. But Paul, in this word, and it came alive to me today, he says, desire the greater gifts. And that's not like if you get one, you're good to go, we're satisfied. This is an ongoing desire and an ongoing increase. There should always be a greater uh, desire in your heart for more of God for more of His graces, more of His giftings, and to utilize more of your faith. 2013 should take you to another level past where you were in 2012. We should be looking for this next level of an increase in activity of our faith. Faith is an increasing dependence on God. See, a lot of us just want to be able to depend on God. God wants you to increase your dependency on Him. He wants you to go to another level of increase and desire for Him. You can't get to know God uh, uh, in this life completely. It's going to take all eternity to get to know Him. He wants you to have such a passion for Him that you've got to know more about Him tomorrow. So it's an ever-increasing dependence on God. And this got stirred in me this morning in a conversation What faith is, is depending on God and not our abilities. And so what we've got to do is begin to move in faith more often. And I want to show you a little diagram I put together here with this slide. Here's the bottom line. As we grow in our giftings and our abilities, we begin to rely less on faith and more on our own skills. As you get used to the level of faith you're operating at now, You begin to get to know it, know your gifts, and it's not so much depending on God, but now you're developing your own abilities. And we begin to grow less in faith. Therefore, we have to increase our faith to do greater things that keep us dependent on God. Let me show you with this diagram. Now, here's this little person standing on the edge of a cliff, and and they need to have faith to step out right out there, right? And so that takes dependency on God. They need faith in God to stretch forward. Any of you ever been in that position? God wants me to stay. I'm scared. But see, if you're scared to do it, that means you know you can't. So you're moving in the realm of faith. You need God for the next step. That's where God wants His people. He wants His people dependent on them. He wants to challenge you to go to the next step. And so there you go took faith to get you there now that you're there and operating in that realm you're getting used to the presence of God and what he did you're getting able to accomplish and conquer that ground he gave you and your skills and giftings and abilities from God are growing and increasing watch this so it builds up your personal ability catches up to where you ask for faith right so so two years ago, you guys asked for something amazing and awesome that it took a lot of faith to step out. Oh, maybe a new job, a new relationship, something. You're in it now, and after two years, it's like, I'm good. This is good. I'm comfortable. I've accomplished this. And you know what God says? You're no longer in faith. Now, I'm not talking about faith for salvation I'm talking about your active faith and dependence on God to be used and to grow for doing new things. So what happens is God puts another level there for you to go to. Go higher. Go further. Now, you were okay with that new level you thought god i did what you asked me to do and i'm in great shape i don't need to what are you trying to get me to do and he's trying to get you more dependent on him so there's another level he wants you to go to and it's going to take more faith and so you do that you get up there whoa glory to god i got into that place i didn't think we could do it god i'm scared to death shaking in my boots i don't know how long this is going to last how good this is going to be And it's like, oh, he did it, he's good. And wow, this is good. And I'm comfortable. God is good. I know how to handle this. I can do this. That's why, like, when we come to church, our our church experience has got to be different than last week. It should be different than next week. It should be so radically different. We should be praying at a new level than we were a year ago. You got comfortable raising your hand last year. Come on this year, put two up. (laughs) Woo! 2014 you're gonna say something you never know now so what happens you get acclimated your personal abilities and giftings catch up because you're a person of faith you've learned that faith you learn your gifting that's why Paul is saying now I want you to seek greater gifts right you're prophesying in the service God's given you that gift of prophecy you're prophesying now go deeper go further Right, learning the word of knowledge, go deeper. You're laying hands on the sick. Go further. Be bold. Get scary bold. Crazy bold. So what if you fall on your face? Get back up. Right. All right. So then, what happens when we catch up in that realm, and we get used to our own abilities of doing it? Right. Uh. uh, I don't want to ever get to the place where I am performing for the Lord, and I, I mean that in a good term, ministering for the Lord out of my comfort level and ability, because then I'm not operating in faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so what he asked for, woo another level, and so that's the walk of the Christian life To from, well. Let me prove it to you. Listen to these scriptures. 2 Corinthians we are 3.18. We are being transformed into His likeness with what? Ever-increasing glory. So there needs to be another level of glory that's increasing in your life that makes you look like Jesus in a greater way. You're you're communicating with the Father in a more confident level. You're hearing what God wants you to do. You're stepping out as Jesus would step out. You've been studying the Word of God. You have a greater level of confidence. Therefore, you're going to speak to more people than you ever did before. And you're going to develop a confidence to pray for people in public. Right? Right? You're going to begin to witness and care. You're going to go across the street to that neighbor that you hate. And he hates you. But you're going to step out in faith and say, you know what? I'm going to try this one more time. It's an ever-increasing glory. And so we have got to begin moving in that direction. And can I say, I truly believe that, like I said, there's a whole lot of shifting coming to this planet I've got, uh, uh, it's in my spirit to get us as a people into the heavenly realms to see what's shaking on planet Earth. This is not just a financial problem in America. We don't just have some moral issues, this is global change all over the world. And we have got to get ready for this in our level of faith. All right? So that's what he's looking for. Now, Add to your faith. Let's look on the Scriptures here that's on your outline, and it says this. For this very reason, make every effort, 2 Peter 1.5, make every effort to add to your faith. Okay, so I'm not making this up. Ever increasing glory, seeking greater gifts, add to your faith. What are we to add to our faith? Goodness. And to goodness, Knowledge. And to knowledge, self control. And to self control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Well, there's a lot to add on there, isn't it? A lot of dimensions here that would make us look more and more like Jesus with an ever-increasing glory. All of this is from the nature of His Spirit dwelling in us. That's what's making us add to, add to, and add to. All right? Now, I like what He says after that. He said, For if you possess these qualities in what? Say it again. If... There it is. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, if they're increasing. Okay? You got that? If they are increasing, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now let's get the logic of this, this Scripture. If you're increasing, it'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. If they are not increasing you will be ineffective and unproductive are you with me did i read this right okay so in order to be effective and productive what has to be happening you have to be increasing in your faith adding goodness and gentleness and self-control and you've got to be growing people of God must be growing if we are not growing we're becoming ineffective and unproductive there's nothing wrong with sleeping on the couch holding your your little controller thing there that's nothing wrong with that but if that's where you sit for most of the day and most of the night now we got a problem all right so what Peter's saying is as, as the rest of the Scripture is, our faith has got to be added to. It's got to be increased. We've got to be growing. At all times, we've got to be increasing from glory to glory, another level of glory in Christ Jesus for this re- very reason. Now, if you possess these qualities of increasing measure, you will not be unproductive or ineffective. You will be effective and productive and then he goes on he says this but if anyone does not have them he goes on and says you're nearsighted and blind and you've forgotten that you've been cleansed from your past sins so you'll 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 be ineffective unproduc- unproductive nearsighted and blind understand what he's saying you'll be those things if you are not increasing wait a minute, I thought I got salvation, I am good to go. I've been maintaining my Christianity. Maintaining is not enough. Maintaining is not enough, according to this Scripture. It has to be growing with an ever-increasing level of faith. Because of the illustration I showed you earlier, what will happen is when you step out in faith, you grew. But when you stay in that place without an increasing of growth, your abilities will kick in. And your self-reliance and self-ability then becomes the routine and you're no longer looking for God for help. That's why it can't stay the same. It has to have an ever-increasing ability so you stay dependent on God. Because if we don't stay dependent on God, we will become self-reliant. That is such an enemy to faith. We always speak about fear. fear Fear-killing faith. But this is more subtle, isn't it? Self-reliance is more subtle than fear. But what happens, see, what happens with nearsightedness and blindness, forgetting that you've been cleansed from your past sins, what happens with people who are maintaining their salvation is this. Typically, they begin to doubt their relationship with the Lord and doubt the things of God because they haven't been flexing their faith muscles. Look, if you haven't been using particular muscles, what sets in? atrophy right it becomes weak and so he's saying look at if you're not increasing your faith you're going to end up even wondering did my did, was I ever forgiven have my sins been forgiven doubt comes in you wonder if I'm oh, if I'm clean before God all these issues because you're not exercising your dependence and faith on God so doubt comes in fear comes in and you get crippled okay is this making sense to you So there's got to be this continual growth and effort that needs to take place. So uh, let's see what we need to do in order to keep an increase in our faith life, exercising and stepping out so that we're not self-reliant any longer and that we're not nearsighted and blind and unproductive and ineffective by being status quo. Let me talk to you about the faith stall when you stall in your faith. And I'm going to give you four examples, and I'm going to take them from my own life so that no one gets offended. I'll offend me. Okay? All right, in my life, I've had faith stalls. And, and the first one is the status quo mentality. I call it the dodo. You could call it doo-doo if you wanted. Doing our duty only a dodo bird can't fly, right? Dodo birds used to exist and, and they, they couldn't fly. They could, they weren't that they maintained life on the ground. That's what dodo birds did. This is it, it, in my walk, I, I wanted to achieve status quo: just walk. just live my faith day to day, my job my family, the things I wanted to do. Everything's in order. Keep everything smooth. Don't reach too far. Just keep everything good. Status quo. What happens with that is you rely on your abilities to do that. You learn a little bit about the Lord. You study. You hear tapes. You watch TV. You pray. Right? You, uh, you tithe. You come to church. These are things that many people do as an act of faith. Can I tell you, it doesn't take any faith? All right, I'll rephrase that. It doesn't take much faith to attend church and give a percentage of your financing and do that because after a while, you arrange your finances to do that. Once you've done that, you maintain it. Coming to church, you get into that routine and you come to church, and that's great. Where's the challenge in that after a while? Well, for some, it is a challenge. You don't have enough money for gas to get here. For some of you, it's another thing. You know, I mean, there are always challenges, but I I hope you understand what I'm saying in general. It becomes very self-reliant for me to get to church. What am I going to do at church? I'm going to come and listen, sing some songs, and go home. Could I challenge you to do something different? Could you begin interceding? Could you pray for someone? Could you meet with someone? Could you come to the altar? Could you just break through? Do different things, right? Begin to press in. Set some studies for your life. Set some goals. The dodo is one who just doo doos. That's why I challenge in the New Testament, you know, I'll challenge people to tithing. They say, well, I tithe 10%. You've been tithing 10% for 20 years. God bless you. You've been maintaining your giving. That's great, but it's not been by faith. The New Testament says everything should be done by faith. So if you've been doing 10% for 20 years, let's take a step of faith and go to 11. Go to 12. Because now your giving is by faith instead of your ability. It's all an act of faith. It's all a process of faith. You've been coming on Sundays. I'm talking to the Wednesday night crowd. You've been coming on Sundays. Could I encourage you to come on a Wednesday? You're here. You see what I'm saying? But this is for those who listen later. Could I encourage you to to go into intercessory prayer? Could Could I encourage you to come early and go into the prayer room and begin to call down heaven for the services so that people will get healed and delivered and moved? See what I'm saying? You've been coming to the church for 15 years. Could I encourage you to, to become an usher or a greeter or, or to go downstairs during fellowship hour and begin to meet people and, and find out who they are and what they need? Yeah, go take another step beyond your comfort zone and what you've been maintaining and say, what can I do for you? Right? Right, you see what I'm saying? So it's breaking out status quo because status quo is no longer acting by faith, it is self maintenance. Here's the next one. What did I do? Go backwards? What's going on? I'm the dodo. The next one's the angry child. I'm not going to increase in faith because he didn't answer my prayers that I already asked. And I'm mad at him. I'm mad at God. I didn't get what I wanted. So I am not going to do any more for him until he starts doing for me. What's everybody so surprised about? This is a very common thing. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) he doesn't even look like me i just picked him because he had a little bit of red hair but i've been there anybody been there you get bitter with god you get angry with god why should i do more for you you don't even answer the prayers or the things you said whatsoever i ask in jesus name i asked a lot in jesus name but there's a dimension that you've got, we've got to all begin to understand that, you know, we may not get what we want in God's timing. But where would we be without Him? I know when I was a kid and I used to think my parents didn't give me uh, everything I needed and should have had. Now that I was a parent, I recognized, thank God my parents didn't give me everything I thought I needed. And they knew when to not give and when to, you know... Let me boo-hoo and cry. You don't need this thing. You'll poke your eye out with it. Whatever. But see, here's the thing. An ever-increasing faith. There are many people who are angry at God so their faith is not increasing. Now what happens that we saw from this verse, if you are not adding to your faith, if you are not increasing in measure, what's happening? You're becoming ineffective and unproductive. We were made to be producers, not consumers. Many of us have turned into consumers. Our consumerism is in our Christianity. I want what I want when I want it. And Jesus is the guy behind the counter. And so we have to become producers. And there are times that God purposely does not give you what you've asked for so that you have to step out into another level of faith. You want it all brought to you. And there are times that he will challenge that so that you have to move into a new dimension. Here's another one the player. You got saved, you love the Lord, but you got too many connections in the world and you got a reputation to uphold. She's loving this. (laughs) She's loving it. Does anybody know any players? Come to church Sunday, look good, good with folks, very, uh, right? And then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday night, Saturday night, we're playing in the world, right? But we know Jesus, we love Jesus, and, and they do, they love Jesus, know Jesus, but where is the ever-increasing faith? At some point, we've got to stop being players in the world. How many of you know that? Your reputation in the world is over. You need to come into Jesus and have a reputation in the kingdom. So we've got to be careful. This is one of the biggest things. I remember a big change in my life. I liked who I was. I thought I was a nice guy. I thought I had a great sense of humor. And if I was going to devote my life to the Lord, I was going to become stuffy and boring and weird. And I didn't want to give that up. Honestly, I really struggled with that. Because I thought I was going to have to become like those people I see on TV. The way they dress and act. I thought I had to become like that. And what I realized is God called me to become who he called me to be. And and not like somebody else. But I wanted to keep my reputation in the world and serve Jesus too. You can't do it. There's got to be an ever increasing. Now, we're all on this path. Some of you are hurt and angry with God. Some of you are players. Some of you are status quoers. And what God is saying is okay, long enough, let's move on. Let's increase from where you're at. Last one flesh fighter. You can't get past these flesh issues. You can't get past patterns of sin that have been dogging you for so long. Can I tell you that if you're only going to fight the flesh, you're never going to increase in faith. You need to start increasing in faith and fight the flesh all along the way, but increase focus on Christ. Focus on the next step, but I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. Begin to exercise your faith. By the time you're focusing on faith and doing things that you, God wants you to do and you're scared of doing them, you're not concentrating on the flesh issues. You can fight your flesh all you want and stop the bad that you're doing, but if you're unproductive, if you're not producing faith and fruit that's producing, you'll end up sliding back into another flesh fight. And let, may I tell you that in the book of Romans, it says this concerning our flesh that it is an ever increasing desire. So let me ask you this, the Bible says Paul says according to, uh, to Romans chapter 6 he said verse 19 he says that sin or wickedness is ever increasing. So if left unattended, our sin will always increase. Now That tells me we've got a battle going on because the Lord says your faith should ever be increasing because if you're not dealing with your flesh, it will be what? Ever increasing. There's a a duality here, a plurality of ever increasing. So if you're just fighting off your flesh from increasing but not increasing your faith, you're not growing. You're not getting anywhere. Okay? Okay? So that's the fourth aspect that we have got to. I'm not saying don't fight the flesh. I am saying it. But what I am saying is if we would concentrate on doing and acting in faith, we will begin to no longer desire those things of the flesh. So we need to increase in our faith. So status quo, angry child, the player, flesh fighter, all these things can stall our faith and keep us in the realm of uh, stagnation and self-reliance. We've got to move to the next level of a faith challenge. Now, I love what the man said when Jesus talked to him about his son. And he came to and he said, uh, Jesus, would you heal my son? And he says, do you believe? He said, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. Did Jesus help his unbelief? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't refuse him. And so there are going to be things that you're going to be scared of. There are going to be things that are a challenge to you, and that's exactly where you need to be. And so I put this challenge to you. How many of you have been challenged in your faith? Don't raise your hands, but How many of you have been challenged in your faith in the last month, two months, three months, to really step into another realm of Prayer, or study, or intercession, or evangelism, or prophetic, or uh, you know, apostolic—any of the fivefold or any of the spiritual giftings—you've been challenged to need to step into another realm, step to another level of of faith. Maybe at work, you've been sitting by some folks, and and God's been stirring you to talk to them about the Lord, and you're just a little bit shy to do that. Could I encourage you to step out in faith? Maybe it is in this area of giving. Maybe you've been given little here, little there. Could I encourage you to step out in faith? Maybe it's in ministry. Maybe you haven't been doing much uh, with other believers or helping the body of Christ. Could I challenge you? But I'm scared. Perfect. Perfect. Some of you say, well, I do things already, but you don't do them scared. In other words, you're so used to doing them, you're good at it. God bless you for doing it. Could I now challenge you to do something you're not good at? (laughs) Something you need a level of faith to do. Something you've got to reach for to the next level. So that we can increase. It's time for increase. It's time for increase in our faith levels we have to challenge ourselves we have to challenge ourselves brothers and sisters we give you a catalog every sunday believe me some folks say i don't know uh is there anything i can do in this church there's a catalog handed you on sunday of the gazillion different things you could step into so step into them okay well no one's come to me well step out in faith and go to someone Okay? So that's our challenge. Now, what we want to do is break into a greater faith, and I conclude with this. We want to go into another level of faith. We want to go into another level of challenge, because I have to tell you this. If you do not grow with an ever-increasing faith, you will, be eventually, you will eventually run into a faith crisis. Because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Now, Whether you've been angry at God, whether you've been status quo, maybe uh, you have been the player, or maybe uh, what was the last one, A, a flesh fighter. In all those areas, you've been in the in the same place, maintaining, doing what you're doing, whatever your excuse is. If you do not increase in your faith, the Holy Spirit will make sure you run into a crisis of faith. That's what a good daddy does. A good daddy will make sure that his child is prepared and uh, is disciplined to get out of the sickbed. Some of us run into a crisis of faith by our own doing. We haven't been working in faith, believing in faith, and acting on the Word, and we've created our own problem. And then we wonder where God is. Right? So, you will have a faith crisis... I can guarantee it. So what we need to do is develop and work on our faith so that we're doing it productively instead of having it thrust upon us. Okay? Let me give you a quick example. In the book of Acts, God said, Go into all the earth preaching uh, to all nations. And the early church preached in Jerusalem. Basically got so many people saved in Jerusalem, but they didn't go out. And it says in the book of Acts that God sent persecution to Jerusalem so that the church had to scatter. Now that's, oh, that's interesting. Yes, the church had to scatter. They had to go do things. Let's bring it on home, shall we? There was such persecution in Jerusalem, they had to leave their homes and their jobs. And these are believers who loved Jesus and served him in that city. But what did he have to do to motivate them? Yeah. Create a crisis. Kick them out. Do you think they had to have faith? Oh yeah, now they had to have faith. Now we're going out. And so they went out. They had to leave their job, leave their house. They had to go find something else. And Daddy did that for the sake of the Gospel and the souls and his children to operate in faith. I conclude with this, Galatians 5, 6. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. That's Paul in the book of Galatians. He says the only thing that counts is faith being expressed through love. That is developing the character of Jesus in us. And God needs His body, the body of Christ, to get into the gym and start working out. In this day, in this hour, it is time for the body of Christ to come into its full stature. we got some work to do. How many of you know this? We have got to begin stretching our faith muscles. Start calling forth. Start moving and ministering by the Spirit of God. Father God, I pray right now that if...